Okay, let's. I'll just do a quick introduction. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode six of the Anti Coffee Coffee Club, where we take a sideways look, a glance, at coffee and coffee culture in Scotland, the UK, and worldwide. With me, Todd Whiteford, my good friend Tony Lee Johnson, and my best enemy, Courtney Louise Brennan. What's good here? Yeah, you know what's not good here? You. This is all wrong. No, this is the first time I've How dare you? I wasn't quite sure what I'd just seen, but I knew it was time for me to leave. bastard well courtney welcome back thanks thanks for having me i think the general consensus was last week was the best week we've ever done yeah the feedback was pretty good yeah but there was a lot of uh people asking how your herpes was so you're fully recovered yeah. now <laughs> everything's fully cured yeah just one of those things that chlamydia gonorrhea up. and <laughs> to get rid of huh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, d- was it quite nice having a uh, a week off? So it's been a month since you've recorded a podcast. Yeah. What were you doing? Roasting. Wow. Yes, had to come in a roast. Last minute orders. I like roasting in an empty building. Nice, no, good. No distractions. No distractions. What were you roasting? My stupid Todd. <laughs> Childish. <laughs> nope. My mum gave us some feedback. She said that the banter was better with the three of you. Oh. Yeah, I like that. But... Yeah, three. I think. I think. What have we learned so far? The microphone needs to be reasonably close to your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's annoying. And go with the don't flow. talk over each other. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Timing. <laughs> so, the, what do you think about talking about this week, rather than just getting all? Down in the dumps about Corona. Yeah. Corona. We could talk about the future. Yeah, the landscape. The new landscape. The new norms. Because we've norms, been rebuilding yeah. the co- the cartel, the cock cartel. <laughs> <laughs> the good cock cartel. As it's known yeah. to the best customers. <laughs> now yeah. it's just a hole in the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been rebuilding the good coffee cartel not as a temporary solution to what is a probably a more longer lasting problem in that we've rebuilt the shop to encourage social distancing and that kind of stuff so it's kind of put us in the mind frame of like this is not just a little flash in the pan thing that will get back to normal and people's brains have changed I think as well Mm. that's it isn't it yeah I think, yeah, for us, it's potentially just getting rid of seats for a while, but then trying to figure out if we can change the space enough so that we're we're a shop, and I don't know, doing it in a way that's, it's not just like, oh yeah, they've just shoehorned a shop in there, mm. it'd be better to kind of look at the business and see how we can kind of evolve it and change it and just make it a little bit nicer and a bit more purposeful for when this all kind of goes back to normal, the new normal. Yeah, mm. um, a temporary fixture that you're putting in, but yeah. as soon as it is a bit of a refit, like you've rebuilt the bar, and that's going to yeah. be permanent, isn't it? When yeah, when you keep that in. Yeah, are you going to paint something on the floor for distancing? Stickers. No, we're just going to have like 
marked out boxes and yeah. tape. That's yeah. cause I think that's a big gap in the market for sign painting sign painters. Yeah, they should yeah. be getting into the floor markings because yeah, they're absolutely. all pretty primitive. All the ones in Tesco's and Morrison's mm-hmm. and all the su- supermarkets. But I think people are still not convinced that they want to spend money on let's get a cool floor thing that in three months they might go don't need that anymore yeah but i don't i just don't see that happening yeah and i think the way that people think now it's going to be much more like let's not go and sit in a room with five strangers yeah and i think for us like we'll be okay but like bars restaurants as well yeah bars and restaurants are fucked yeah you wonder if the council's going to slash rates for businesses that are obviously going to have to half their capacity like local councils are going to go right well the rates for this area was this but that's based on all these businesses being full yeah and the value of these businesses for the area being quite high but now potentially those businesses are either going to go under or they're going to half their turnover yeah because they're going to you know they'll need to change the way they serve coffee or they need to change the way they serve customers drinks and food the service might get better more attentive but there'll be less people less turnover of seats yeah so surely then less turnover but then but increase in takeaway yeah yeah probably well that's kind of what i was thinking is like the best businesses or this is a question do the best businesses have a vision and kind of ram that vision down people's throats until they <laughs> like it <laughs> which is kind of what we've done mm-hmm. or do they figure out people's habits mm. and the ones who can most accurately dial into people's habits are the ones who are successful yeah so yeah. If, if, if the habit now or in the next three months say people's habits are i don't i don't use my finger anymore <laughs> if if people's habits are I don't go out and socialise. I don't sit with strangers. What I do is I get all the shit I need, all my like decadent, my gin, my nice beers, I get some decent coffee, then I go back up the house mm-hmm. and Zoom people on a Saturday night. Yeah. I, that I do Zoom and I have a Zoom Zoom party. <laughs> and yeah. if you can dial into that and, and angle your business to cater to people like that, yeah. those are the habits that are forming. Yeah. Yeah. Like food drop-offs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Kathy and I were talking about this. Wouldn't it be cool if if there was a company out there that kind of you could go onto their website and kind of say what food you like to eat, um, how big portions you'd like, and they would kind of cater a box and drop it into you every Monday. Yeah. And then you just take that home, or it's either to your house or to your work, whatever. And all the, all the things are in that box that you need to cook, because everyone likes cooking, but it's the having to go to the shops because you've forgotten something. You think everyone likes cooking? I love cooking. Everyone's All right, getting so just because you now. like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm everyone. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you can see everyone's like baking now. Everyone's cooking. People are doing more stuff because they're in their home more. I don't know if that's true. Uh, it's totally true. So I don't know whether everyone might be an exaggeration. Everyone. Everyone, everyone <laughs> who you follow on Instagram, which <laughs> is a little bubble. It's a lot of, of share. Tories. No, but I think <laughs> <laughs> lifestyle is going to yeah. change. Your little bubble of Tories. <laughs> me and steve <laughs> <laughs> no when we were in norway um like restaurants were full but not every night of the week so there was you know people because it's so expensive to eat out that was the thing that stopped people from 
socializing mm. outside of their homes because it was too expensive so you would you would cook food at home you'd spend more time in your flat you would entertain guests in your flat or your home and i think that's the way the world is going to go you're going to maybe have like dinner parties or cocktail parties with just like a close group of friends mm-hmm. potentially instead of going to a bar and having drinks so you think the market will move into the <coughs> into the homes yeah more I yeah think. and anyone who's got that kind of delivery service of um food that can drop it off at your door that you can just whack it in the oven and it's good it's locally sourced it's kind of restaurant quality ingredients mm-hmm. that are supplied to you to have a meal yeah That'd be cool i guess that's a big thing isn't it if you're used to going to the restaurant all the time and having like a high standard of uh, a real nice dish in front of you all the yeah. time and then you start cooking for yourself and you realize that you really shit at it yeah <laughs> and then you're probably gonna not want to cook so much and still order out and the clean up as well yeah that's true we don't have a dishwasher which sucks yeah well, just get one of them just whack it on Todd <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually phenomenal at doing dishes yeah. I've no, never met anybody who's better at doing dishes than me I'd happily ch- swap our washing machine for a dishwasher and wash my clothes by hand down by the river <laughs> <laughs> find a nice view rock by the Clyde <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think uh, do you not think there's going to be so much data that becomes apparent you're saying that people think that they want to stay in the house because that's a preference but it might not be a preference it might be that people are earning less money or some people are like now Mm. unemployed or have had their hours halved or whatever so rather than that being their choice they're making the best of having a more limited option for mm. what they can do with their money. Yeah, uh, the world would be would be very different. Hopefully 2021, people will realise that this was kind of a freak thing. And by just being a bit more careful with the whole washing your hands and all that stuff, I think it, everything could come back to semi-normality or as close to what was normal. I think it's all like hand sanitizers as you walk in and out of a building mm-hmm. is probably going to be something that's quite key. Like I just don't a little know. squishy I thing. See, I, d- I don't know if I agree because I think that it's going to be more like there's going to be a huge mistrust of strangers, I think. From stranger to stranger, I think that is yeah. the new It does story. kind of annoy you when like you're walking down the street and there's people walking two abreast and they, they, they make no effort to move. <laughs> and I would never have thought of that before, but I'm just like, yeah. well, I'm not going out my way because you can't be bothered walking single file. Yeah. Like, I'll just walk close to you then. Yeah, all that stuff. No, yeah, because yeah. Cause there's like, I think a, a sort of lack of awareness, but then also, I don't know, like a, an inherent kind of selfishness of yeah. people where they don't think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, just doing normal, like they're just doing it yeah. as they always would. I literally did the thing that I hate the other day, which was I bumped in, <laughs> sneezed yeah. into someone's mouth. <laughs> I was out walking with a dog and I saw a friend and stopped for a chat and I was with Shan and they were with another friends so there's four of us kind of two meters apart but at a, at the end of a bridge so kind of in a pinch point where yeah. if you really want to keep to the two meters you can't get by us yeah and if i had been one of the pedestrians yeah. blasted right through the middle yep head down fuck you <laughs> a bit of awareness yeah coughing and sneezing as you yeah. walk past but that's that's all new isn't it yeah like that's hard It'll take time i think i've done that as well and then you feel guilty you're like, oh shit I'm like yeah. standing in the way but I don't know where I want to stand so then you like catch it. up to the person and you grab them by the arm and you're like Luke I'm really <laughs> sorry about that I can't <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm not feeling myself I wasn't really thinking 
But on the other side, there's also people who are a lot more appreciative of key workers or other people. Like there's a lot more awareness with um, with a lot of people yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Or sneezing into a tissue or something rather yeah. than just sneezing openly into mm. the, in the air. Or giving people play the space that they need in yeah. certain shops and things like yeah. that. Go back to episode two, sneezing into hankies. Hankies, yeah. I'll come back. Mate, <laughs> you were well ahead of the time. Yeah. <laughs> still a little disgusting. stuffed hanky full of <laughs> stuff in your pocket. Gross. If, if you'd, like, if an alien came down and they were like, oh, these humans, like, they have this reaction thing where they, like, sort of have a full body, like, thing, and it comes out their nose, and they catch it in a bit of material, and then they put it in their pocket. <laughs> and we know that this is germs that are potentially harmful, but they just carry it around yeah. the small day. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. And then don't wash their pockets. Yeah. And have their, their initials yeah. in it. Just put just their phone then they in their pocket. Yeah, and then they put their keys in the pocket and then they touch <laughs> their keys. And then <laughs> and it, yeah, you're so aware of that stuff now. Like, yeah. what was normal is gross now. Yeah. Like, cupping is one of the prime examples. Cupping totally. coffee. That's mm. done, like, it? everyone su- sipping a spoon and then putting it back in. It's like, oh, why did we do that? Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing for going back to coffee related mm. how people can keep using reusable cups yeah just put the cup down on the table the person working in the coffee bar doesn't need to touch the cup they pour the shot into a a little shot thing yeah pour it into the cup and just dump the milk in like yeah. i mean if if someone can do latte art with the cup on the table mm-hmm. without touching the cup then that's the new challenge for baristas yeah that's how i learned yeah was it don't touch the cup don't touch the cup there so you good. go <laughs> that's but that's it, isn't it? Like you don't need to touch the cup necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, if there was just like your own cup. a good little spot, a marking on yeah, every yeah. kind of bar counter, so like everyone knows you see that. You put your takeaway cup yeah. or your reusable cup there, mm. and then just make sure that it gets wiped every time. Yeah, because well then yeah, it's got to be clean every time you take it in because the barista then can't either preheat it or rinse it. Yeah, which so. they shouldn't be doing anyway necessarily, yeah. should they? I mean that's, that's why the blue f- cups are so good. Yeah. But that's a favour to the customer. If the cust- if the cup's dirty, then that's a favour to the customer that yeah. you clean it, isn't it? That was never necessarily part of the job of the barista to do no, dishes for someone who hasn't. Mm, I don't know. It depends. I mean, I've had, I I've brought a takeaway or a reusable one of our mirrors into a shop, and I think I'd had a drink in it before, and I remember that like the barista didn't put any water in it to either warm it yeah. or rinse it, but. I don't think it was dirty. I think it may have just had like a beer in it or something. <laughs> it's a bit Shh. boozy. Or just my whiskey. 20 centiliters of vodka. Yeah. Oh, you just put it on top. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're the f- yeah. if it's your first drink in that cup of the day, mm-hmm. it should be clean. Because yeah. you should have had it with you and then cleaned it at night. Yeah. yeah. Which is a hygienic thing to do. But let's say you, you're a busy person. You wake up, you quickly brew a coffee, you whack it in your reusable cup, you leave the house, you've got 45 minutes on a train, and then when you get to the station, round the corner there's a beautiful little uh, coffee shop. (laughs) You go round there, you've not had an opportunity to wash, unless you want to wash it in the train fucking toilet, which I wouldn't recommend, and then you get there and then some wanky barista's like, I'm not your mum, I'm not going to clean your cup for you. I'd be like that, mate. <laughs> Clean that, you <yuck. laughs> That's the weak sleeper. Like, I think that I think you have to 
Yeah, there's oh, going to have really to be depends. a new system for it. But the win- the framing's changed, hasn't it now? That's what I mean. Like before, mm, yeah, I would have yeah, done it yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I would have I would have washed yeah. it. But now to ask a barista to wash your cup, it's yeah. not possible. But especially if you're if you're the kind of barista who's like, um, I want your drink to be the best it can be, mm. then you're gonna. Previously, you've been doing everything you can, mm-hmm. including warming a cup, cleaning yeah. a cup, or like any of that stuff. Even if like if someone wants a wee sugar in it, yeah. You're putting the sugar in the shot and give it, making sure it's all like blended in and stuff. Yeah, true. So, yeah, but I I agree that's now changed. Yeah, which is like you say, why the cup exchange system works even better now, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. We kind of I think we nailed it just as this all kicked off by telling everyone to just throw them in the little bin provided and then they'd be emptied at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, everything dishwashed, sanitized, yeah. and then put back on top of the machine. Yeah. For and the concept is that that bin that was in here that people put their dirty cups in mm-hmm. could technically be anywhere in the city. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, and that's the bin where they put the cup in yeah, and then they yeah. come in and get that. That's just the... But I think there's definitely a, a sort of rebuilding of trust to be done. Or not trust, but like confidence. Yeah. Of, you can, it's the same in a restaurant. Like, you think you're getting a brand new fork every time. <laughs> you think you're getting a brand new spoon for your panna cotta. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Maybe a hundred people have used that spoon. You don't give a fuck, so... You wipe your ass with your hand, don't you? And then you wash it and still eat your burger with it. So I usually have wa- a bit of toilet paper <laughs> in between my hand oh. and my ass. I ran out of that six weeks ago. She's <laughs> <laughs> using this hanky now. <laughs> yeah. Just put it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep that for later. <laughs> Blow my nose. <laughs> Any good movies? I rewatched Ex Machina. Oh yes. And the house in that is insane. It's so cool. It's actually not a house. It's a research facility. Sure, whatever. Is the living room is so cool. Is that with um, where, what's he called? That guy. Uh, I want to say Wes. No. No. What's the Donald Gleason? Oh. Huh? Son of Brendan Gleason. Yep. Who's the old school? Really? The old actor? Is he not in that? Clint Eastwood? Is he uh, not? In no. That? You're oh. talking about Barry Harry. <laughs> It's <laughs> not <my> default. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bit in Ex Machina where he comes across the road and he's like, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" <laughs> so good. Is that the son of Brendan Gleeson? Yes. The blackhead dude. No. Who? He's a he's a who strawberry blonde. Todd, pull up the actor. I but can't remember who's in it. Donald Gleeson. Isn't he the rapper? No, Donald Glover. Ah. <laughs> no, you're t- you're thinking about uh, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, but so he's not the main he's not the main guy. He's not the guy who's running the research facility. Oh no, that's uh, he's in a movie called uh, something Llewellyn. Yeah, the that's quite a good Llewellyn Brown or something. Sure, that's a good movie as well. Mm. Kind of a a weird movie, it's but a he's just What's a musician. That? It's a bit boring. For me. Uh, the music's cool. What was that one? Oh, I can't remember the full name. Oh. Uh, the life of Llewellyn. The life of Llewellyn 
Uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah. And his, <laughs> and his hair. He basically goes into houses and he looks at living rooms and he's like, puts patterns on wallpaper. Yeah. Yes, this <laughs> colour is not good. Too basic. Purple. Uh, the life of Llewellyn Davis? Lewis? Yeah. That's based on a true story. Is it? I think so. Mm. It's a guy who plays guitar, yeah. goes through a city and... Yeah. yeah. There's a cat in it. The Alex Garland wrote The Beach. Ah. That's his bike. So he wrote The Beach. Then he wrote The Tesseract, which is a great book. The Beach. I'm joking. <laughs> I saw it. But you know what The Beach is because you were a big fan of The All Saints. Big fan. Big <laughs> fan. <laughs> yes. Who's your favourite All Saints? Um, they had some. They, All Saints actually did have some cracking yeah. tunes. Second album, not a bad album. Caroline's a big fan of All Saints, actually, I think. Is she? Judging by her choice of music on <laughs> when she's behind the bar here. Didn't didn't one of didn't one of the Appletons have a solo career afterwards? <laughs> no. There's your answer. <laughs> I was thinking of Gran Torino, by the way, from Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. Great movie. But X Machina, I'm gonna watch it. This isn't my quote, but science fiction isn't a prediction of the future, it's a metaphor for the present. Mm. That's good, isn't it? I'm pro- I'm not intelligent enough. <laughs> I don't know. I was actually just thinking of a good Clint Eastwood impression. <laughs> Go ahead. That's enough of that. Is, he, is that his character? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so happy with himself whenever he does a bad impression. Nah. So, do you remember, Tony, when you used to do... Ah, yeah. A glimpse of the future. Yep. And I think maybe it was the first one you did that was like coffee in pill form and new coffee shop style. Mm. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> cut this from the podcast because no one should know about this but it's missing out on a cold brew market right now i've been making cold brew me too in the flat yep why um because yeah. that you can just pick it up and go can't bottles you? isn't it bottles yeah. yeah cold brewing bottles and sending them off and just pad, give them like a two-day shelf life yeah paddy should be getting on that mm. so the bottles are expensive aren't they yeah, like fi- well, you can get like a two hundred mil bottle for fifty p mm. if you order over two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Why is that more relevant now? Let's not cut this. Because it's con- it it's con it's contactless, isn't it? You just pick it off the shelf and away you go. You can deliver it, post post yeah. it. You can't deliver a flat white, so that's if you want to avoid okay, a coffee yeah, shop, yeah. then you just buy just buy everything online, but or a cold brew kit. Actually, cold what brew kit, yeah. what people are missing is the. Four thousand pound speedster market. Mm, home espresso machine. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Yep. it's going to be a boom. <laughs> People no, spend six grand on home espresso equipment. I've said still this many can't times. Make a decent <laughs> I've said this loads. I'm saving money by by all of this, like because yeah, yeah. you don't go out, you're not in pubs. All that money adds up to hundreds of pounds every month. I should see how many new pairs of Nike Airs I've got. Now. <laughs> 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 I haven't got any. Zero. <laughs> but yeah, like but it true, goes yeah. back to kind of building your home, making your home your castle. Like you do everything in your house mm-hmm. where possible now. Um and I to make flat whites don't be cool. Oh, I think we're speaking from a very different perspective than the majority. The yeah. mm, maybe we're somewhere in the middle or like somewhere lower. Mm. We're maybe like slightly left of the middle. Yeah. There's people who are who are absolutely minted, who don't they've got no worry no money worries just now. Mm-hmm. They're just living in a nice house, yeah, yeah. just knocking around. Yeah. They've got a huge garden. They're just kicking a football around. 
blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then on the other side, there's people who, uh, well, like homeless people, and yeah, just people who are who are like living in maybe like a huge flat share or something that, that yeah. don't have any income. Definitely. Like so, I, I don't, don't know. It's, it's you can't ignore the privilege. Like we're privileged. Yeah. Within yeah, a privileged yeah, yeah. sector of society. Yeah, for sure. And we also haven't got that many responsibilities. I mean, you've both got dogs, but no, we haven't got children. So as soon as you put a child in the mix, then it changes, changes. things as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Responsibility for for things, but it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to to watch rich. Uh, it's problematic, but difficult to watch rich people lecture you about stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from like a you know like entrance hall in their yeah. huge house. They're like, guys, yeah. just stay, just stay in the house. Just stay in one of your houses. Yeah, <laughs> for for us, we don't have a garden, so if we're going outside, if it's nice enough to go outside, guaranteed that there are thousands of other people in Glasgow who are in that exact position. Yeah. So, people are going to the park anyway because if you don't, you kind of you're gonna go mad. Yeah, because people feel like, or I definitely feel like life is a little bit on pause, even though we're busy with work everything else that you do that in a way like builds up a bit of your personality or makes you kind of not what you are but like I like doing these 10 things and right now I'm only allowed to do two of them so Mm -hmm. yeah not got any time to waste still hopefully people are going to be more appreciative of communal green spaces like parks Mm. as well right Mm. yeah like if someone in the future is going to propose to build on a park that's close to you think about the next virus that's going to get you into a lockdown and protest against that park being changed from a green space that you can enjoy Mm. because people in london like certain areas of london probably even certain areas of glasgow like up on what's that hill that posh hill near in the west end park circus park circus where it's a private garden right yeah i guess if you live up there you've probably got a key to it anyway i've been in that garden yeah yeah in a past life not in this life did you have a key or did you jump in? I jumped over. Did <laughs> oh, <nice>. not get <laughs> shot? Some people call me the rebel. <laughs> Just jumped over. Yeah. Like, I want to sit in there. Um, I, Catherine and I live near that one, so we we walk past it every now and then when we're walking the dog. And it's empty. Yeah. Like, no one in it. And all the gates are, like, padlocked. And it's just... There's probably a lot of people renting those flats that don't have a key or don't have the code to get into the garden. It might just be, like, four or five people that are, like, you know, yeah, we'll use that. There's probably a lot of people who own those flats who don't even live in them. Yeah, absolutely. Or they're just offices. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sure. I think like Kelvin Grove Park has been really good, but also really shit because there's a lot of bams coming out at night and they're just oh, smashing shit. glass everywhere. Oh, shit. Just doing what they do, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of dog shit everywhere now because there's a lot more people out with their dogs. <laughs> it's like dog shit all over the footpaths, and runners. There's a lot of runners, Todd. How's your 160k? I did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> was it hard? It was actually, yeah. I had to do, because I missed a few days and then I had to do like, I think I had a, last week I did like two 12k's back to back and then a 10. Like uh, one day after then? Yeah, yeah. Do you count from, you leave your flat and then do a 12k from there? Or do you kind of half jog to somewhere in the park and then go? No. Flat out. Flat, flat out down from the, the flat. Down the stairs. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> Did you see the ex-rugby player who, um, he broke his neck diving into a swimming pool? He, cli- it's, he effectively climbed Everest by running up and down his mum and dad's house oh, stairs. Cool. Yeah. And he made it into like um, 
different stages of the climb so like base camp and oh, all these other things and it was really cool That's it's cool. all on his instagram he yeah, like set up a tent at the bottom of the stairs and every day he would climb the stairs nice. over and over and over did he do anything to reduce the oxygen saturation I in the air i don't know don't know but m- m- breathe through a straw yeah get him as a guest how do you guys do yeah. should we give him a ring yeah <laughs> you know, i would still love captain tom to come on oh. yeah. actually colonel tom colonel tom as of today colonel. is he yeah class act yeah he is i did i looked i watched i watched the thing he got a pride of britain award didn't he as well mm. that's cool and a fly pass i did he yeah what how much did he raise in the end 20, was it still going 22 mil 22 million not a bad chunk of change yeah <laughs> good guy just on the parks thing you know what it makes me think about the private parks is you know in uh, the Dark Knight Rises where Bane he basically wants to remove the the people in their fancy luxury mm-hmm. nests and give it give it back to the people the powerful will be ripped from their decadent nests the rich the oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity and we give it back to you the people it's annoying to, to when you see the park so empty mm-hmm. yeah it's like Kevin Grover's pack <laughs> smash it open <laughs> and then just walk in oh, I'm, I'm in this park now don't right. come within two meters of me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the parks have got busier mm-hmm. although Pollock Park was rammed the last couple of weeks and day before yesterday, rain for the first time, mm. empty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just that people have been enjoying the weather because the weather has been amazing. Yeah, as well. yeah, unreal. So uh, it's just like when you're studying for like end of year exams and the weather turns and it's like this. Yeah. You're like fuck's sake! Can we not just do the exams in winter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go and study in the park. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. By yeah. study, you mean have a barbecue yeah. and a bottle of Buckfast. <laughs> It's nice that people are enjoying the parks, and it's nice that so many more people are exercising. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I really hope that people realise that when they go back to work, that maybe work was stopping them from being healthy. Hmm. And now that they have to reduce their alcohol consumption, consumption hopefully at home because pubs aren't open, probably not. A lot of people have increased their alcohol yeah. consumption, but mine has jumped. <laughs> yeah, but then going out and doing regular exercise has become one way of being able to go outdoors. Yeah. So it's like promoted exercise in a new way. Yeah. Having to cook for yourself, hopefully, is means that people are, I don't know, I don't know people are eating healthier or whether they're just eating instant meals. I don't know. Could go either way, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. But hopefully more people are exercising, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. And I hope that carries on because it's so important. Um, yeah, you see a lot more people kind of doing CrossFit-y style workouts in the park. Oh, yeah. And I think that's kind of, verging on the new normal yeah. and i would always kind of go ah, it's kind of weird like there's people that do it really close to a footpath yeah um you think they're showing off a bit aren't yeah they? i'm yeah. like i know you're just doing that because you're strong or because you want people to look at you yeah um but now i'm like ah you know what it's probably their back garden they're yeah. just doing what they need to do because they're bored of their flat or yeah. they don't have the space and it's kind of yeah normalized it a little bit more yeah but it also means that potentially parks i don't know i really hope the government's kind of looking at the way people are acting and going all oh, right right people are using parks a bit more um it'd be really good if we a had more bins or b had like more park wardens because there's a lot of police yeah so if you kind of replace that police presence with 
kind of uh, park wardens kind of circulating yeah. and just being a bit more present. Yeah, members of community looking yeah. after the parks or something. Right? Like yeah, if we um, and kind of I don't know, like little barbecue areas. Yeah, little like purpose-built kind of shacks or something. You know, it's like something with a covered roof that you can go in and you can barbecue in. Oh, that would be great. It'd be really good. And then yeah, like kind of off the track like soft ground that people can just go and work out yeah be good and that's the other thing as well i mean parks and public spaces generally there needs to be more space for footpaths like we said at the beginning like if you can't walk within or pass someone and not be two meters distance then surely the infrastructure is stopping you from doing that so you're not you're having to break the rules the law whatever it is yeah but that's because the infrastructure is bad so what's going to happen there yeah um, Kathy and I were in what was it Warsaw yeah and like all their parks there like the footpaths are huge yeah. they're like really really wide but I guess the parks are bigger mm. um, so they can maybe afford to sacrifice a bit of space but going back to the only park that I really frequent which is Kelvin Grove like they can make parks so much wider uh, paths so much wider there mm-hmm. um, but it's whether or not the government has any money after this to yeah. invest and stuff like that but isn't it a way to see? Yeah, for a, for a podcast that's talking about the future, we've spoken a lot about the present. Yeah, <laughs> what's uh, going to happen? Three things that are going to be positive that come out of this mm. for the future: more respect for the NHS, more money for the NHS. Yeah, doctors and nurses are going to surely deserve a big pay boost. Do you think there'll also be children who are like young kids now who see the respect that? people in the NHS are getting within families all the clapping at 8 o'clock and things mm-hmm. like this and mm-hmm. want to become a part of it yeah. as well. That's what I hope. Yeah. There was a thing that's made me feel a bit conflicted. Well, I'm not really, but like... So the guy... You know the band The Sleaford Mods? Yeah. Quite political, shouty band. Yeah. Quite, he does some good tunes. He was on giving an interview and he was basically saying, like, clapping is it's a load of shite. It's like patronising. Instead of clapping, just pay them what they mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah, it's kind of like saying, "Ah, oh, just give them a wee round of applause." We don't actually need to yeah. do anything more. And and because it's so entrenched that like these people are not, you know, they're constantly facing cuts. They're constantly undervalued. So why should this be any different? Yeah. So he was saying like, "I'm not going to clap." And I, I was a bit like that. Like, I agree, but I don't agree that I'm not going to clap. I guess. It depends what you're clapping for. Like, I did it on the first couple of times because I was like, this is pretty much the same as protesting, isn't it? This is a at-home protest to show the government or whoever's watching that you, that the people care about the NHS and think that they should be paid more and think that they should be more respected. And the fact that we've got a clap mm-hmm. is like a, a sign of protest. It's like going on the street and waving a flag, but we're not allowed to do that at the moment to say that we want something to happen. But whether that actually transfers into them getting more money is yeah then you can decide whether the yeah. clap's relative or not that's why i thought like so it'd be more impactful for everyone to be like fuck off we're not clapping yeah yeah just because you think we should clap for them no no pay them yeah well, that's i think that would be a good thing if you clap but say like yeah we want them to be more paid shout out the window <laughs> pay them more pay them more yeah some, something like that yeah. but then did you see the thing of saying that we should also do a a clap for the the Tory government, but a slow clap. <laughs> That's my clap. <laughs> Same yeah, for the slow clap for the for Boris Johnson. <laughs> Just a yeah, great. Yeah, there was <laughs> good job. Yeah, there was a thing about um, 
I don't know if this is, I don't know I like a lot of this stuff I, I kind of I feel like I'm absorbing or, or I feel like I'm reading it absorbing it and then not really figuring out how I feel about it yeah and like so Ben Fogel wanted everybody to sing happy birthday for the queen and he, I was like fuck off <laughs> definitely but pay but me he, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he was like well actually it wasn't my idea it was my wee girl's idea and she just thought it'd be a nice way to like for people to kind of feel like you know they're together and stuff and I was like well I was, you know what yeah the queen the queen could ah oh, fuck off I don't know yeah it's also coming from it's like Ben Fogel use your voice for something better than telling us that we should sing happy birthday to the queen yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a UN ambassador isn't he like yeah do something isn't he I think so do something better with your voice. But I think he got a lot of stick, and I think he got a lot of people going, 15,000 people have died of coronavirus. And then be like, well, okay. From singing Happy Birthday to the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, from going from being like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's just a cold. Mm. Um, and it only affects people with underlying health conditions, and it's mainly over 65s or 70s. Yeah. To... Holy shit! That's a lot of people that are dead. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I find that that's when I start to get down in the dumps. Mm. Too much news. Yeah. Not enough clarity on like a way forward. Just a lot of ah, uh, such murky waters. It's like yeah. a minefield. Yeah. yeah. Like I've stopped watching the daily briefings. Just reading like a yeah. little uh, snippet about what the yeah. what the, the hot points are yeah because there's no point in sitting for half yeah. an hour watching it no. and also if you have like a slight um a slight bias against the current government yeah then you can interpret everything as like shit behavior yeah so yeah. even like boris had a baby yesterday yeah. like I, I couldn't give less of a fuck no but i like, couldn't give less of a fuck if jeremy corbyn had a baby yesterday it, yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah. like or nicholas sturgeon like to be honest, they're all in the same boat. Like they're all the same people, mm. within like pushing. Like they have different policies yeah. for sure, but they're all they all have an agenda. They're all have an agenda. Yeah. It's capitalism. Well, Wake up! Yeah. It's, it's it's all the same. The same thing that's happened. You know what I mean? I feel like Nicola's come out of it quite well, or she's dealing. She seems to be speaking with a little bit more empathy. Yeah, but again, as a person, uh, she's considerably yeah. nicer. I'd say, from what what I can yeah. what I can figure out. But there's just weirdness about like fucking yeah. This is I'm getting it. I'm getting in a. <laughs> you can actually feel it. It's weighing on me. Like the masks. So Nicholas advised uh, advised yeah. wear masks, but the science behind that is really weak. So I don't get it. And then I read a headline today that was like Nicholas spot on about the masks. Yeah. Like, oh. Where do you what Where do you read your news? BBC. BBC. Because after the news, I can do a football quiz. <laughs> Where do you read your news, Connie? Um, the Daily news Star. app. Yeah, the Sun. <laughs> no, the news app news on my app. phone. Yeah, so just it covers everything. Yeah, Heat magazine. Yeah, <laughs> Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I read The Guardian and Fox News. Nice. Because I think I just get both sides of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't think one of them is more right than the other one. Well, no, that's not true, but. Yeah, there's a middle in between. Yeah, it's like they're both so far in different directions that somewhere, if you read both of them, then somewhere. Hi, my name is what? My name is what? 
My name is My name is can be misconstrued as being quite feminine. Yeah. Um so like, Courtney Louise Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kaz. I watched a good interview the other day with, oh, not an interview, a podcast with Russell Brand. I've been watching a lot. Of and Wim Hof. Wim Hof. I listened to that one. That oh, one's good. But with Candace Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, seen yeah. that one? Uh, I've, I didn't see it, but I listened to it. It's great, isn't it? I I really enjoy it. It's, it's one that, like, I, I'm not with her no. politically at all no but as a as an individual i think she comes across really well yeah and like i like their dynamic like they Isn't, can talk to each other yeah then there's a little bit of like friendly frisson yeah <laughs> and like yeah it's, it's good it is really good yeah. i was impressed and like I, again i don't agree with any of her policies i agree with a lot of what russell brand says mm. but then just the fact that they can, you, can, you can pick holes in both of their arguments as well mm. and I just, I just thought it was so good. I was like, I wish we had more of that than partisan discussions. Yeah, because yeah. they're both doing what they think's right, which is what I think what you get out of it. And one of them might be wrong. I don't know, but yeah. I so wonder if yeah, like the common thread that they share is that they are both nice people, or both. That's such a lame thing to say. They're both good people. Yeah. At their core, so like they kind of. He his method of being good is one way. Her method of being is good is another way. Yeah. But there, the thing they share is we're, we both are just doing good in the way that we think is best. Yeah. Then you could say that about fucking Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I guess once you start murdering people, it gets mm. genocide is a step further. I think. Yeah. A couple. Of maybe. But uh, I totally agree with that. Like, we should get somebody on here who like hates coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just uh, you know like. It's so difficult to, I mean, what are we trying to, I feel like I'm in a very bleak mood. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, we, what are we trying to achieve? And like, we've had two, three, two guests, both of whom are like on our side. Yeah. In a way. And so like, all it becomes is like a little bit of an echo chamber. Same with Courtney and his like Instagram following. It's like, Courtney just follows people who are like him. Yeah. Sourdough making, nah. fixed speed bicycle riding, nah. West Just. End wanky knobs. Um, so like everything you read, so you're, you, and, and I'm not picking on you, but everything you're, <laughs> everything you're scrolling through, your content is all, oh, everyone's making sourdough because all your people you follow are making sourdough because they're all yeah, those because people. Because yeah. that's what you like. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, well, that's thing about the internet isn't it or social media platforms you either you can like it or you can say nothing mm -hmm. or unfollow them right yeah you can't or you, well you can put hate speech or something on yeah. but no one comments like oh, that's all right yeah I sort of yeah that's, i'm not really bothered about this but i'm gonna write a comment about it you like no just one does that. start giving people's content <laughs> marked out of 10 <laughs> like five 4.8 out of 10 it goes back to yeah. the review thing that we we're talking about you never give everyone two and a half stars do you yeah it's either and that's the middle ground that we're losing mm. um but yeah you were saying about courtney's following and that um yeah you should all go through my instagram and just follow everyone i follow because they're good i'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> um it's a lot of just houses I'm design stuff cut that one out a lot of chefs uh a lot of porsches 
and a lot of houses and design things. That's, that's it. Sounds quite materialistic. Yeah, me. I like mm. things. I'm a big fan of things. Nice. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll not deny that. Um, all of my friends know that I've always been skint my entire life because I've always bought stuff when I haven't had any money. It's just what I do. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I like things. I remember when we were in the early days of this place having no money mm-hmm. and Courtney bought like a £50 wallet. <laughs> a little £50 <laughs> bit of leather that with a little button on it that uh-huh. keeps your cards in. Were you worried that you was taking cash from the I was like, <laughs> man, that is my food budget. <laughs> <laughs> And then he got me in trouble because I... No, it was 75 quid, I think. And uh, <laughs> I had told Kathleen it was 50 quid. And then Todd was like, no, it wasn't. It was, you said it was 75. <laughs> and Kathleen was like, did you spend 75 quid on that wallet? I was like, uh, maybe. I didn't really. It's on my credit card. <laughs> That's not <laughs> my money. I've forgotten why we got into this topic about... Oh, my Instagram following. It was just, I, I was uh, feeling bleak about... Yeah. yeah, Todd was really bringing the mood down. Mm, I know. I apologise. In what down way? in the dumps about your own your echo chamber. That's what you're talking about. Echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that was the point. Was like get somebody on here who hates coffee, hates what we are, but is a nice person. Yeah. Maybe doesn't hate. Not what hates, we are. but like totally disagrees. Thinks like yeah. you fucking three white males. With your stupid, silly little podcast. Like get Kathleen on then. <laughs> <laughs> she would do that. Yeah. But she, no, she's, not, um, she's not opposed enough. No, she, well, she, she can be if you want her to be. What's the She'll happily she's say not, though, because she's a lot of shit. N- what's a lot of shit? Us sitting in a room talking about nothing. Mm, but not even that. I'm talking more about, like, she is the same and that she's an artisan. Yeah, right. She runs her own business. Yeah. yeah. She is from a privileged background. We need someone from Nestle. Nescafe. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone who's low down. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> a factory worker from, yeah. but they'll, they'll from a tea company. All say <laughs> Lipton. But your your coffee is amazing though. They will. Because yeah. they'll they'll be coming at it from oh, we're only allowed to work with this shit. Uh, yeah. Whereas what you do that's the real coffee industry. But that, I think yeah. that's your echo chamber talking, mate. Nah, that's true. No, because think about, right, you're, if you were on a factory floor working for Lipton, yeah, getting paid £7.50 an hour and knocking your pan in every week, you're not. You don't. You're probably not in a position to buy even nice coffee. You probably don't give a shit because you're just. Oh. <laughs> Next customer who comes in who's <laughs> like two pounds for an espresso, or like saying who disagrees with a reusable cup policy. Mm. Yeah, let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it'd be more somebody who like wouldn't want to come on. Our neighbour, who shall remain nameless. So more or less since we arrived, she's had it in for us mm-hmm. because I think we represent everything she hates. Yeah. which is gentrification but probably like we are males I don't know that's that's muddy waters I don't yeah. know maybe yeah. young, unproven young males um, cocky little shits yes um, one of us anyway they're probably a little bit mate it's only it's only, one. it's only cocky if you can't back it up you know what I'm saying <laughs> um, then <laughs> you know like that sort of yeah. different attitude to life maybe like a little less west coast Scotland like keep your head down yeah. maybe a little bit more mm. uh, American dream yeah you know, we're yeah. going to build this thing uh, yeah she'd been in this area for a long time 
kind yeah, of yeah. worn down by how potentially yeah. it's just stayed the same. Who yeah. do you think you are? Yeah. That is, that's such a Scottish mentality. Mm-hmm. Some parts of Scotland. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Let's get her on. She refuses to come into the building. Yeah, she would not understand what a podcast is probably. Put a microphone outside. <laughs> she would not want to be here. But that yeah. would be the best way to, to like make some sort of progress that's bigger than just like the three of us sitting around going, isn't coffee great? Or, yeah. or like, isn't this... Nah, nah, nah. But I'd already kicked the hornet's nest because when we built the garden... She, so she obviously followed us on Instagram. So yeah. I did a post being like, "We built a garden out of like reused pallets and blah, 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 everything like uh, repurposed. Come and have a seat in the sun and yeah. have a coffee." And uh, so there were loads of comments, like positive, positive. And then she just weighed in with, "Is that your? La- is that even your land?" <laughs> so um, I, I replied, "Yes, mother." <laughs> which uh, is, yeah. <laughs> which is, she. Nobody will. Well, she won't know this, but it's, it's from uh, Peppa Pig. Okay. Yeah. There's a wee bit where uh, the, the one of them wants to do something. She says, "Are you going to do that?" And the wee, the wee, one of the wee ones goes, "Yes, mother!" <laughs> and it's class. <laughs> so I said that, and she went, "Excuse me, um, mother!" <laughs> and then it just <laughs> went from there. She was like, "Your place is a tip. Your place is a dump." <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. I'm looking at the photo now. It was actually so good. There is, it, was, is the comment still on there? Uh, no, I think, well, there's 42 comments underneath. <laughs> um, so I think there, there was a lot. Um, That's yeah, is that your own land? Yeah. <laughs> what did, then, then what did she say? Then what, read, it, read out the stream. Uh, there's a lot of comments under that, <laughs> under oh, that then, one comment. Yeah, so Todd wrote, yes, mother. <laughs> Sorry, mother? Glad you think it's amusing as some of us have to live here and look on that mess. Where's the mess, Todd says. <laughs> that area has never been less of a mess. Come and have a chat if you want. So from from the get go, <laughs> we're like, just come down. Yeah. If you got an issue, it's better not to put it on Instagram. Just yeah. come in, have a chat. And she was just like, no, I will not come in. Uh, anyway, the the, the yeah. big overarching we're we're coming back to is getting somebody on mm-hmm. who has the ability to have a friendly, fun, let's let's say laughter filled discussion. Yeah. From a completely opposing mm. point of view. Yeah, I don't know opposing because you. Would, I would worry that it would kind of turn into a bit of an argument. Yeah, especially yeah. when there's three of us and one of them. Exactly. Might be yeah. a bit of like. And a they're sitting over there, and it's like. But what we are could. You saying? We could get someone who, within the realm of coffee, mm. has a different idea of how it should be. Mm. So, for example, the producer of Vegware. I don't. Know, I don't know. Like, for yeah. example, someone who's like who's not too far apart that you were completely opposed, but that the idea of how things should be might be different. Vedra is a bad example, but right, something yeah. Yeah. in that realm. Uh, there will be someone. There will be someone. Yeah. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, like th- like Italian Aroma, the guy that runs Italian yeah. Aroma. Yeah. They're just different. It's completely different product. Yeah. Or like a really toxic masculinity coffee shop. Yeah. Do you know any of those? Because that would be quite interesting. Arguably, is that, so is that us? No, we're not toxic. toxic no. I know, but we don't think we are, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because we're we are in it. We are in our bubble. Hopefully, we're not. I yeah. I've always kind of wanted to create something that was just a nice place, but I don't know yeah. if that if our personality comes across too much in that, and it's like quite I, a I think manly place. If, you if your personality is particularly toxic ma- masculinity, mm. but I don't. Hopefully that's the the, no. the funny thing. Again, we're on very yeah. shaky ground. But what <laughs> what I don't want to do is be a privileged male yeah. whining about 
whatever. They don't care us. In, in Yale. And yeah. I, I'm just such a misunderstood <laughs> white yeah. privileged male. But I, th- I also think that just because of our gender doesn't mean that a place will be X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think. No. It's that That's sort of the thing of like, there should be a bit of our personality in this place. Mm-hmm. But I think if you were to look at it aesthetically and atmospherically aside from some music choices but even then i think it's 50 50 i think sometimes you have maybe music that suits a more ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we've got what have we got on the walls we've got blue blue right so are you telling me that blue is a male color because i don't agree because i don't think you can sign color to gender thank you very much Jay. well this is goes back to the thing that nicole was talking about right like we're all we're all male mm-hmm. right and I think accepting accepting who you are is the first part, right? Like yeah. we're all male, we don't see everything. Yeah. So five five uh, blind people are touching different parts of the elephant and describing what they're t- what they're feeling. And one guy's feeling the tail, and he's like, "Oh, this is you know, it's really." <laughs> one guy's feeling the tail. He's like, "I've got its dick." And then the other one's feeling the trunk. He's like, "I've got its dick." And then the other one's got its dick, and he's like, "I've got its dick." <laughs> I know this one. I know this story. <laughs> I managed to tell this to Eleni with a straight face and come out really... <laughs> <laughs> like Are you recording? <laughs> yeah. Courtney's ruining my parable. Um, to- uh, Todd's ruining my, <laughs> my parable. It's about <laughs> elephant's dick. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently they're all touching different parts of the, ele- the elephant, describing what they're feeling, but they're obviously all feeling different things. So one's, you know, describing like a big part of fat on its back, another one's... And then some guy comes along who can see and describes that they're all actually touching different parts of the same a- same animal, but they're just they need to communicate with each other to let them know that it's it's that. Now, a bit sightist, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ableist, ableist, but the the morals or morals there, right? Like you, you're mm. the idea that you're only able to see in your world the part of the world you're communicating yeah, with yeah. and the other parts of the world are there and people are describing them and maybe you're disagreeing with them because you haven't seen it or maybe it's just different to what you've experienced but there as long as someone can come along and describe to you or maybe you in yourself can be aware that it's the same thing but just a different part of the animal like it's a different part of the your world yeah so the moral of the story i, I really liked it i read that yesterday and i was like so good. I'm just telling you right now, uh, Peter, you want to know. Uh, Peter, I'm just telling you right now, here's the thing, Peter. You're stepping over a line now. You're stepping over a line. You know you are. Uh, Peter, you want to know. I'm just telling you right now, uh, Peter, put your manners back in. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Peter. Put your manners back in. We were right in a good flow just when your dad came uh, in no, and he showed a us dick. a golf TikTok. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that was a TikTok, was it? No. Well, I, I, I don't know. He sends me them every day. <laughs> I love the just idea that your dad thinks a TikTok is just any video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any video that someone sends you, oh, that's a TikTok. <laughs> Have you I'm seen this TikTok? This TikTok, it's wonderful. It's about, it's, they've taken Jurassic Park and it, instead of looking at the dinosaurs, instead of looking at the dinosaurs, they're looking at a golf course reopening. <laughs> anyway, I so we were talking about j- the role of we were deep in it. 
Mm. We're more talking about like perspectives, guests, uh-huh. and world uh, wide of the wide of you. Yeah, yeah, perspective guests. And uh-huh. but yeah, we should at this point say if you don't agree with us, then we would more than happily welcome you to come on and yeah, or have if a you chat. have something more to share about a topic that we are obviously yeah not yet educated about or understanding properly then yeah. come on please come on us. the show we have an extra microphone that no one has yet coughed on yeah <laughs> i know it'd be wonderful to have a face-to-face guest yeah i think it would work that. no shade on our other guests who have both been great yeah but a face-to-face chat is it just allows us a little bit more rambly a little bit more yeah. fluid and less feedback yeah i'd like to get a comedian on yeah. Kevin Hart. You've <laughs> <laughs> been watching Afterlife. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So, <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Afterlife, I watched the whole first series, not yesterday, but the day before. Yeah. And uh, I'm also, so that alongside, I'm reading uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Ah, yeah. Have you read it? No, but I've heard it's good. Um, so both of those things are about someone's wife dying. Yeah. And uh, I've been very emotional. Have you shed a tear? Very close, yeah. Very close to it yesterday because, uh, in the book, there's just a bit where the dog. So the dog has, and the book is written from the dog's perspective, and it's this dog called Enzo, and he's class, um, and he, the wife is sick, and so when she she has a brain brain tumor, and she comes home from hospital, and she's frightened for her life that she's going to die that night, so she says to Enzo, "Can you just?" lay on the bed and just don't let it happen tonight and Enzo his little in- inner monologue was like right. so I stayed up all night and I kept guard I kept guard for the demon so he's got this thing about this little demon which possessed a toy zebra and then it destroyed <laughs> the toy zebra but he actually destroyed the toy zebra <laughs> but that's his, his, his thing so he was like the demon's not coming for tonight I'm going to make sure so he stays up and then the next morning she wakes up and she gives him a big cuddle and she's like, thanks, thanks, Enzo. And uh, he says in his head, he's like, oh. so my guard duties were done and I went and lay down and fell fast asleep because I hadn't slept all night. And then the, the her parents, who don't really like the dog, kind of step over him and go, oh, what a lazy dog. Uh, he's not lazy. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> no. but, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, class. I really like Afterlife as well. Yeah. First time I've thought like Ricky Gervais actually has some acting chops about him. Oh, yeah, he's acting good. for sure. And he's yeah. likable actually in that. Yeah. Have you do you watch his stand up? Have you seen any of his stand up? Yeah. No. Bits. I've watched I, I've been doing a lot of YouTube deep yeah. dives and his uh speeches at the <laughs> Golden Globes. Golden Globes are so good. <laughs> it's his last one where he's just like <laughs> you know what you're getting. <laughs> They're good. They'll yeah. cheer you up if you feel a bit down in the dumps. <laughs> yeah, that is good. I didn't enjoy that. We just finished the second season. Get ready to cry. <laughs> oh, Did you close cry? To cry? I, I was close. I do cry. I cried the first time we had to clap for the NHS. Did you? Yeah. Just because I was like, people are coming together. Like, that's yeah. so nice. Like, I was stood in my window, like, clapping, and then I went back in and I was, like, bawling. Really? <laughs> yeah. But then... I didn't I didn't cry too much in Afterlife. I can't I don't really cry too good at like T V and film stuff. 
I can't really, mm. I don't know if there's a disconnection somehow. But I was close a couple of times. Eleni was crying quite a bit. I, I definitely could have. Maybe also when someone else is crying, you don't want to, you automatically go into this. Well, I do anyway. I'll go into a sort of like, I want to be the, a bit more of the steady, like, ah, it's all right. Don't worry. Or stuff, yeah. stuff like that. But it depends on the situation again. That sounds a bit bravado yeah. to be like <laughs> quite toxic masculine yeah. really yeah. playing up to the stereotypes today <laughs> don't I it's good to cry yeah good to cry if you I can like it. Um, I think also I'm a bit more of a melancholy melancholic person generally like I like to think positively but I don't mind sad things and mm. because I think it's part of everything yeah and my I also think that my life isn't particularly well isn't sad like generally at the moment it could be it will be yeah, at some yeah. point because have either of you watched midnight gospel no on netflix i have is this you about to tell us the, the last time you tried <laughs> <laughs> or quickly no. change the subject no 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 it's a cartoon character who uh i think he lives in a multiverse so he can pick where he wants to go mm. in the world and one of them was um an episode and there was a character in it who was talking about death and kind of saying she's always experienced death so she accepted it as being something that happens in life and, and it doesn't get her down or it doesn't make her sad and that's kind of I guess yeah. what you were saying like you just accept that there's kind of there's bad stuff yeah and it, it doesn't get you down it's there just be positive about everything else that you can be yeah <laughs> Feminism. We were talking about feminism. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could have said that. Right, feminis- <laughs> fe- feminism. Yeah. Here. The advocacy of women's rights on the ground of the equality of the sexes. There is a, a risk. Again, <laughs> a caveat. Shaky ground. There's a risk that by, unless you are a, uh, no. unless you're a female, no, does it no. look like you're just, you're oh, just yeah. ringing a bell? Yeah. To to get a t- like, yeah. there, there's a. Are you ticking t- a box to get some publicity? Or or no, you not even t- yeah yeah ticking a box, ringing a bell. Being like, look at look at this, look at this. We are we are we are, we are totally pro women. I totally, think. totally pro women guys. Yeah. Like we we part of. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of I'm like. I think this goes back to everything that we said when we started the business, which was, um, a. Just be cool, like, be good, and good to people. Uh huh. Um, and like yeah, just be nice. Like yeah. create a business and a brand that is good across the board uh-huh. without kind of going hey you know what we're going to make sure that we've got certain quotas of certain ethnicities sexes and ages across our business because that's that's the business that we want to run yeah, yeah just yeah, okay, to kind of yeah, yeah. fill fill in those boxes we've always just kind of been like yeah you know what we're going to work with good people mm-hmm. um, if good people want to apply for the job we'll interview them and we'll hire the ones that we get on the best with and the women will get paid exactly the same as the men 
and if the position is for 40 hours they'll get 40 hours at the exact same pay mm. so like I don't think that's kind of um, uh, putting into our kind of what's it called our ethos or yeah. Mm. But even to say that we're feminists. But do you think that even by, even by advocating it mm-hmm. as a male-owned business, mm-hmm. we cannot deny that we are a male-owned business. Hundred percent. When we hired Dervla, who was the first person we ever hired, yeah. who was incredibly well suited to the job, mm-hmm. we got on very well with her, and she had a, an impressive CV for what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And she also happened to be female. We weren't shouting about how we had employed a female, but so we weren't advocating the equality. Like I think that's where fucking weird. I think that's where the the point is. Like we're advocating in the contemporary sense is like putting it on social media, shouting about it. But actually, it, it. it's really represented in the actions that you're doing, mm, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So the actions yeah. that you've done by making, um, putting into action those um, ideas of feminism and feminism structures into your own policies and into your own actions in your business mm. would make the change that is needed. I don't necessarily think we need to be as, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to be shouting about it. Okay, yeah. as uh, as us, right? As people, mm-hmm. I think it's good that people are shouting about it because that makes changes in different ways. But I don't think that we necessarily need to be. But by putting it into the actions and being actively advocating it in your own business mm. is the change that needs to be made. And if you and reviewing it as well, so not just being passive and saying like I'm a feminist because I'd say I'd recognize myself as wanting equality for male uh, for men women non-binary people but I don't um, yeah I'm not I'm more passive on it so I'm not going into marches I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about it with people necessarily if it comes up in a topic then I'll say what I believe but it's a passive thing Mm -hmm. but then if yeah within a business those active things within your business and reviewing it and looking at your structure or when you're putting a job advertisement out and saying actively we are currently underrepresented by a certain uh, population. Yeah. We encourage people in different from all different backgrounds, all different um, races. I don't know what language you want to use within it, but we encourage all people to apply. Because I, th- I think even though that might not mean that anyone applies from any all backgrounds, but it encourages yeah. it. And I guess they're the sort of things you can do. Hmm. I'd say. Yeah. But I think this idea of uh, advocating on a louder on a on a a social media platform, I think that becomes ungenuine. Marketing, it. Yeah, yeah, marketing yeah. it becomes yeah. ingenuine. Yeah. Some people can do it. So, like girls who grind, for example, it's part of their yeah. business structure, and that's good because it shows something um, to other people that, hey, look, we're underrepresented, or undervalued or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in in this industry and we want to push forward it yeah that's yeah. just like my opinion man yeah. no <laughs> and, and like that's kind of where I am with it like yeah. I won't I, I think yeah I don't know I'll never well never say never but I wouldn't walk down the street and 
have a conversation with someone and that, that person says, are you a feminist? I don't think I would be like, yeah, sure I am. I would but if somebody said, say, do you believe in equality? Yeah. Uh, but that's across the board. Like, that is sexes, races. That's not, it's not yeah. limited to just, oh, I believe that men, women, and transgender people should be all paid equal. Like, that's a no-brainer. So you're, given. A, you're an intersectionalist feminist. Intersectional Thanks. feminism is... Thanks, Tony. Yeah. That, well, I, it's, I suppose it's just down to the semantics, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I guess it, and that you, you're an equalitarian? Or yeah, yeah. Like you I want think that's better. Mm. An equalitarian, that's a nice word. But then you want to... Things aren't equal and you want to make it equal yeah, with okay. something different to thinking that it's nice when everything is equal. Can I, I say I'm a, a passive equalitarian? <laughs> I guess you can say whatever you I'm want. I'm passive <laughs> in anything I do. Yeah. You're so yeah. I'm <laughs> shouting about anything. You're, so, you're, like, um, you're like George Clooney in From Dusk Till Dawn. Everybody be cool. You be cool. I'd like to talk to someone who, on the flip side of this, um, can genuinely stand behind the fact that they pay women less just to hear that argument and be like why like you're stupid yeah and just, it doesn't make sense but Starbucks do they pay like, yes a it's a fact <laughs> boycott Starbucks um, but just to get that person's argument and kind of just understand why why but you I think, think there's a reason but it's probably more subtle than that and that they only hire women for certain positions and only hire men for certain positions yeah, so right, okay. you won't have let's say look they may they may pay their taxes they may not pay their taxes they may pay women mm -hmm. just as much as they pay men mm -hmm. i don't know let's just talk about starbucks yeah. Uh, so yeah starbucks might just be uh right so front of house uh baristas will hire anyone and they all get eight pound an hour mm -hmm. Managers will do it by application, yeah. but there is an inherent bias towards male managers. I'm not saying that Starbucks do that or don't do that. I don't know, <laughs> but maybe they do. <laughs> and then yeah. going ne going next, area managers. Well, there's a because there's already an inherent balance, an inherent bias towards hiring male managers, that they may say we only hire area managers from people who have been managers and if most most managers have been male then yeah. there's a higher chance that yeah, the area gotcha. managers have been male yeah, and yeah. then so on and so on so so i guess although the they're saying like so the average is that okay the average woman who works for starbucks earns eight pounds an hour the average male earns the equivalent of 14 pounds an hour because there's more percentage of males higher up the chain gotcha. mm. and that's because of starbucks allegedly I don't know if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bias towards male hires. Yeah. But I also don't know if that's how they work it out. They maybe do just say like, okay, this guy's got this experience, right? Give him eight fifty an hour. Mm. This girl, straight out of uni. Yeah. Eight pound an hour. And yeah. that's the idea with restructuring from the top down, isn't it? Like, the rather than saying, okay, now we're going to employ a mixed. Um, gender lower down we're going to restructure our right at the top and make sure that that's addressed first within a big company like Starbucks and then the idea is that it'll spread down because mm. like you say this uh, you're more likely to employ someone yeah. like on that structure so, so one of you director you know, one of you is going to have to 
Get the snip. What a story, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> what a story, Mark. But then going back to the thing of putting your, putting your own personality into a coffee shop. Like, if you don't, then you're a brand, aren't you? Because uh, you're like Starbucks. There's no personality yeah, 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 in yeah. Starbucks because it's a Starbucks is the personality. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I feel like there is elements of you guys in the Good Coffee Cartel, which makes it the Good Coffee Cartel, which is great. I think that's like a, a positive thing because people relate. Like, people come in here and they'll be like, oh, Todd and Courtney around. Because they'll know that you're part of the, and they know you, and you've become, you've worked in other places in Glasgow, and like it's come into the fruition mm. because maybe you're part of a community already in the coffee scene in Glasgow. But then for other people, it's it is just about the coffee as the identity, or mm. maybe Devla or Philip or anyone who works here might be an identity for it as well for them. So yeah. I think like personality has a big role to play in speciality coffee with the shops. But then when someone has an agenda or the coffee shop is only based about the personality or that agenda or whatever they've got, I think that's where it comes can become a little bit tricky. It's also from, yeah, like a business point of view, not scalable. Mm. So like yeah. Blue Bottle, for example, I'm sure that when the guy made, right, so is it James, James Freeman? Freeman? Yeah. yeah. When he did the first blue bottle, was like a cool little yeah. place, and now they're opening like twenty stores a year. Yeah, and there'll be people in whatever blue bottle Japan. Yeah, who've never heard of James Freeman don't yeah. care. But I guess all I guess all companies start off like that, don't they? Like yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, this was Starbucks started like that. Yeah, yeah. James Freeman, I think he just set up. I think it was in a garage or like. Yeah. It was either a mobile thing or just something tiny, mm-hmm. and then kind of scaled it from there but he he's got that guy on Instagram I can't remember his name uh, One Shot for the Road I think it's called uh, maybe not um, One Shot but he so it's James Freeman who owns it and then this guy goes around uh, all the shops and he trains everyone for the um, new ones um, and he's cool I think he's been involved kind of since day one so he would essentially be the Todd yeah. of that business which is dynamic backup thinking guy. <laughs> hero um, hero <laughs> hero yeah that's what I was going to say so I've been thinking this loads recently about Patagonia for example I think they're a prime example f- out of the coffee world about brand identity and what they're doing mm. right because from the face of it they're a environmental uh, clothing company right and some of their products are a lot of their products have more of an environmental focus or they're more honest, I think, about where they're producing things. But then you see that in, in a shop next to any other outdoor mm-hmm. wear stuff. So it's like, and then I always wonder like how much of it is like shared out. But then they're doing these videos online that get millions of views or like full length feature films about activist projects. So there was one recently about hydro power mm-hmm. in the stage, which is a great, it was a great film. And I'm like, okay, that's 
so where does that leave me as a consumer or as a person wanting to buy something from that company? Do I think that it's worth paying a little bit more for a, that product so that they're able to make a film to get a message about the environment to more people? Or is it only the people who are going to be buying Patagonia that are going to watch that video? So it's just might as well just be shouting in your own echo chamber yeah, yeah. something really, really loud. And that's like are the people who are going to go into a coffee shop that's based around a certain agenda or I don't know what you can call it an agenda. Maybe that's the wrong word to be used or a certain topic. Um, are you, are you approaching the people who uh, agree with you or are you going to approach the people who disagree with you and try and change their mind or get a point across in that sense? There's a coffee <laughs> shop called <laughs> big Nazi <laughs> coffees. <laughs> I gotta go in. <laughs> Then yeah, you That's wouldn't. The parent company. But I think you wouldn't. Yeah, but you wouldn't go in. Yeah. Principle, right? Yeah. 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 So and that's the thing that gets me. So you're not always then. Uh, you're always serving your echo chamber. I guess some people would come in without knowing anything about. I like this. <laughs> I like this design on the wall. It's kind of like a a cross <laughs> with some bits on it. Doesn't look finished, are you? Like that yeah. big eagle. Who's the guy with the moustache? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I found a great, just off topic, I found a great photo on my phone that I went to watch because I was born in Germany. My dad always was like, oh, you should know a bit about your roots. So we went to watch Germany play England at, when the World Cup was in the UK. And I had a German football shirt on. And there were loads of German fans there, and I got a photo with the German guy. And I've got I found, found it on my phone the other day. Yeah. And the guy, there's like a guy stood with a German flag, buy a Munich t-shirt on, and he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I stood next to him, and I like I only I've seen that photo loads of times. I only noticed a couple of days ago. I was like, holy fuck! Uh, <laughs> and my dad still took the fucking photo. Didn't he? <laughs> I went from being in a very dark, bleak place to actually being thrilled. Fizzing with excitement. Yeah, I think we saved it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe the next one we'll um, not talk about politics. We should have. It'd be really cool if there was like a buzzer in front of everyone, and yeah. you just like pressed it, and it was a light, and I was like, nah. Every we're not time you talk about, about the coronavirus death count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have brought that up. Yeah. But it was just intriguing because me and Martin were talking about it last night, and Scotland, there's fourteen hundred deaths. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But Sweden has half the population. But double the deaths. Yeah. No, yeah. double the population. Sorry, but not double the deaths. And, it's and they're open. Read an economics book, mate. But they're open. But they're, they're it's rising rapidly now. Is it? Yeah. Oh god. But they're open. They're not closed down. <laughs> Just read. But it. read an economics book. Yeah. Why? Why do I need to read an economics book? Because <laughs> it'll tell you how to interpret data. You're a weirdo. <laughs> do you read economics books all the time? Bullshit. You know. The you dandy, know that the, the business Bino. isn't working. <laughs> Okay, gents, we have been going for two hours and 22 minutes. Nice. Beauty. With a little aim and interlude. Mm. Should have sat him <laughs> down. He was probably, he was probably wanting a chat. So he just talks about nonsense. We covered some tricky topics. We were on shaky ground for a lot of it. Yeah, 80%. If you so. disagree with anything and you want to let us know, send us a message on Instagram. We'll get back to you. Mm. Uh, if you want to come on the podcast and debate with us something that we said, come on it. You can get in touch with us at 
anti-coffee coffee club on Instagram. That's the only thing we have. We don't even... Oh, we do have a wee website. Oh, yeah. Just Google it. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. And let's all keep safe out there. <laughs> and distant. Yep. Um, uh, and until episode seven, see you next time, dreamers. <laughs>